Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. From the campus of the University of Miami, it's Canes Fest. A look at the 2022 Miami Hurricanes football season on the home of the Hurricanes. AM 560 Sports, WQAM, FM 99.9 HD2, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to Canes Fest here at the Carroll Sofer Indoor Practice Facility. Doors are opening up here uh, any minute now. And uh, we will have uh, autographs for you, everything uh, set up here in front of us in this beautiful, beautiful indoor practice facility. Uh, we have our whole broadcast crew here. Uh, Danny Rabinowitz, Don Bailey Jr., Josh Darrow is here, Brian Monroe is here, and Christy Torinos is here with us now as well, MiamiHurricanes.com. It's like a pregame. It's, it's just, just like, like your pregame, pre-game segment. How are you guys? We are great. We are excited for uh, for another season here of, uh, of Hurricanes football and Christy, it's a little bit of a different feeling here as uh, the Canes getting set, uh, opened up camp uh, just a day ago. Today was the second practice under new head coach Mario Cristobal. I know you've been able to get out there and uh, watch some uh, some of the stuff so far. What stood out to you here uh, just uh, after a couple practices here under Coach Cristobal? I think one of the things that will jump out at anybody and the players keep driving it home is just, you know, the work that is happening out there, the precision, the attention to detail, um, all of those things are, you know, Xavier Restrepo talked about it the other day. You know, the little things we do now, how we dress for meetings, how mm-hmm. we show up on time, all of that. It's not going to gain us a yard right now, but it sure is going to make a difference in September, October, November. So I think those are some of the big things you see right away when you when you come out here is just a little bit of a little bit more attention to detail a little bit. You know, they're just running to the ball a little harder between drills. It's, it's definitely the, there's a very big focus on work and work ethic. You know, Christy, I think one of the neat things about what you do um, for the Hurricanes is you get to write stories about different players. And uh, I always find your stuff very interesting, and you get to really learn about guys. Can you give me a little teaser here? Who who on this roster are we going to be excited to meet this year? Who kind of jumps out at you and uh, you know, maybe an interesting personality that uh, that you like that, uh, that the fans are going to get to like as well? Well, uh, I, I've had a chance to talk to a couple of our freshmen. Um, really, really enjoy talking to two of our defensive guys so far, Cyrus Moss and Wesley Besaint. I mean, two guys they were here in the spring obviously went through that whole process of you know getting adjusted to college life but man uh, Cyrus just kind of sharing how quickly you know when he had the opportunity to come to Miami just he got on a plane and and had barely any time to say goodbye to his parents you know goodbye to his mom and his family it was just I'm getting to Miami and I want to start and I want to play for coach Cristobal and it was just 
you know, really, really neat to hear his perspective. Wesley, you know, a local kid, grew up, you know, this this is playing for his hometown program and, and playing, you know, in front of family and friends. We hear that so often, but it means so much to these guys. So really had a chance to get to know them, but, you know, it, it's just been awesome just to see the energy and, and just how excited so many of these guys are, all of these guys are, to, to get back to work. Yeah, I'm, get, I'm getting that feeling, Brian, that there, there's a lot of guys that are, are really pumped to, to be at home here uh, with this program. And, and now, you know, you look around you and, and things look a lot different uh, over here at the University of Miami than, uh, than they did perhaps, uh, you know, just, just a handful of years ago. I, it's, it's all different here. And if you're joining us out at Canes Fest, by the way, the first time you walk into this indoor practice facility, it's uh, you, you kind of get blown away, right? I mean, you have the whole the field over here. You got a, a, a beautiful weight room over there, and you kind of get blown away by everything you see over here. And the funny thing is uh, we're not done yet. We're just yeah. getting started. We're just, we just getting started. <laughs> you know, it, it, if you – DBJ's got a, a hammer and nails over here <laughs> and, and lumber come, behind him. He's ready to build. Right, well, <laughs> Brian's got his electric saw. <laughs> and his I'm, right, I'm, I'm ready to go. I can help as much as I can. I mean, listen, you, you already heard they've, they've, they've leaked some of the plans and stuff like that, extending the Carol Sofer, a whole new complex that's going to be put in. And I think that's – Chris Ball knows what it takes to be mm -hmm. successful at the highest level. He's been at the Alabamas of the world. He's been at one of the best uh, – facility colleges in the country in Oregon so he knows exactly what it's supposed to look like and again I get it we get all the jokes oh hey you guys don't have this you don't have that hey but guess what we still have five cha national championships and you guys don't so now that you're going to give us the resources the facilities just watch out because crystal ball crystal ball's coming man I'm telling you the guy is the guy don't sleep. The guy goes to bed at like 12.30 and wakes up at like 4. He does not sleep. Kind of like your hours. Now that's my hours, but for different <laughs> reasons. Yeah, you sit there in a day. <laughs> but, I, you know, like I go back to this with Mario. I, the fact that he was able – what he was able to accomplish at Oregon is, is to me is just – I mean, it shows that it, it proves that there's, there's proof of concept, right? Like you know that he is capable – of getting it done and I just I, it just feels the right having him here and he just is the right fit for this program he probably has been for a long time and the fact that it's finally here it's finally happening it, it feels good DBJ he was the right he was the right fit but what's important is now everybody understands at the university level what it takes to win the championships and I think that if you go through his career um, you, you look at he just came from Oregon as you had mentioned but at Oregon, he really had to take a national approach. That state, the county surrounding that university, did not produce enough talent. So that was an advantage to Mario when it means to him coming here. You're telling me Eugene is not a hotbed for it's, No, recruiting? not much okay. for that. Um, <laughs> I mean, we did take the number one player in Oregon this year, right? Hmm. Yeah. That, bad. But when you, when you think about it, it forced him to – to go national, he was able to do that. He was able to build a roster with kids from South Florida, with kids mm -hmm. from California, with kids from Oregon, with kids from, from Utah, everywhere and anywhere. And that's going to pay huge dividends because, unfortunately, Dade, Broward, Palm Beach, or even the state of Miami does not always give you what you need, and you have to take your brand nationally. And walking in with the U makes a big difference. Christy, I want to ask you about uh, some of the assistant coaches on staff, and, and that's been one of the big accomplishments I think that, that Coach Cristobal has uh, has made here is is bringing in 
great assistants at, at every position. And I, I know you've had a chance to, uh, to meet and, and speak with some of them. Um, who stood out to you? Uh, maybe just uh, share some experiences uh, talking with some of those guys. Well, I mean, one of the things that really jumps out at you is just how excited they are to be here and how much they believe in Coach Cristobal. Mm -hmm. uh, Kevin Steele said it today. Uh, you know, someone asked him a little bit about his decision to come to Miami, and he goes, I'm here because of Mario Cristobal and the University of Miami's history. I mean, how can you go wrong with those things? Um, you know, you look at Alex Mirabal, who, you know, has just an offensive line guru, um, you know, to be able to, to have him on staff here. Um, you know, Rod Wright and, and, and Charlie Strong. I mean, yeah. that's the other thing. I, I hear from our guys who are like, he's been a head man. He, he knows how to run a program, and he's out here coaching us, and it's amazing. So you look at all of that, and, and you know, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and hit on, you know, the, the analyst. Uh, th that is Jason Taylor walking around yeah. the building, you know, <laughs> along with Ed Reed. Oh, just and, those guys, those you know, Hall of Famers. Exactly, yeah, and, you, and know. you know, you talk to you talk to the players, and the players are like, I can ask him anything, anytime I want, and he's always there for me. I mean, what a resource, what a, what an opportunity for these players. Well, that's, that's an, an amazing deal. I mean, imagine being, you know, done 17, 18, 16 years old, and 20. They tell you, <laughs> they tell you, hey, uh, you know, you, you come to the University of Miami, Jason Taylor is going to be there and he's going to help you get to the next level every day who's, i mean who says who says no to that every day he's going to help you right who says no to that if well, they say no they need to leave <laughs> <laughs> not the right guys in the building yeah. and then and then brian when you you think about players being here after practice who can you speak to you could speak to generation after generation after generation after generation of former Hurricanes and uh, that are all Americans and all pros and Hall of Famers, and the and the support staff is just unbelievable. And I still go back to the experience that this coaching staff has and how impressive that is. You know, you 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 know, we talk about Coach Steele. Coach Steele was at Nebraska when they were playing Miami for the first championship. You get that? I mean, he he's he's with the doctor. Coach, Coach Osborne, right? He, he, that's, he goes back that far in this game and has got that much history in it and has and it's worked with, with Coach Belichick and worked with Coach Saban. And you think of the, the, the places that he can go to get answers. I mean, really, that's what this <laughs> deal is. You've got to have answers. And the wealth of information on this staff is just amazing. You know, a, a guy we still haven't mentioned, but another stud that Coach Cristobal added to the staff, Alonzo Highsmith. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, you're talking about a guy as far as – Let's go the next hour on B B Big Alonzo. We can go a full hour a full on full hour him. easily. A guy that's been at the highest level in the NFL as a, a talent evaluator. Correct. Where he literally can sit there and look at a guy and say, yeah, he's probably not going to give you X, Y, and Z at the next level, and, and that's what you need at the University of Miami. Everything's turning into an NFL-type scheme when it comes to colleges. You see that you have now uh, general managers at the you know the college level and stuff like that. Well, why don't we go get a guy that's been at Green Bay and Cleveland and Seattle Seahawks, some of the most successful franchises, and just come back home and put his eyes on players and be able to help determine, like, okay, cool, you're right. This star service says, oh, he's only a three-star. But I know one thing, I can see the heart, I can listen to talk to him and know that he's going to be determined to be the best and I can trust him to go and take the next level when no one's looking. And Alonzo was a career NFL guy. I mean, you're talking about as a first-round draft pick, mm -hmm. won national championship at Miami, first-round draft pick into the National Football League, and then spent 25 years 
in numerous places. Just uh, told uh, Dan Radakovich is going to join us here uh, coming up uh, in a matter of, uh, of minutes here. So uh, we are excited for that. Christy, you're still here with us. But I, and I did want to ask you about Al Alonzo. Have you had a chance to uh, spend any time with him? And what do you think that he brings to, to the program here? I haven't had a chance to sit down with him yet. That, that's on a, one of our to-do to -do list. list. Yes, right. absolutely. But I will tell you that the other day I had the opportunity to talk to some of the guys at Media Day about him. And they just wander into his office and say, Coach, what do you think about that? I mean, they call really? coach. They call everybody coach. Wow. It's, it's really funny, but, um, but they're all, um, you know, they're saying, I'm able to sit with him and ask him, what did you see in my film? What did you see in my practice? What do you think I've got to work on? What's working for me? What's not? And even today, he was out there just, you know, watching practice, and and there was a point where X made a great play, and and he's just cheering Xavier Restrepo on. I mean, how do you not get excited about that when you know that th those are the kind of eyes that are watching you and helping guide you, along with the wealth on the coaching staff so our guys are absolutely using him as a resource they're coming in they're picking his brain they're asking him questions and and he's providing that feedback you know that they want to hear because they have that dream of playing at the next level so it's uh it's early in his journey but you can tell that he's excited to be here they're excited to have him and and uh you know, here's hoping to a long and successful happy marriage. You know, she actually makes a great point that no one actually thinks about. You know, when the NFL guys come in here, you know, they ask coaches, are like, hey, what does this guy do? Hey, what does he need to do? Whatever. They literally can just go to Alonzo and say, Alonzo, what do I need to do to take it to the next level? What have you seen in my game that I need to fix? Mm -hmm. And where do you think these scouts are going to come to and who they're going to talk to as soon as they get here? Hey, Zoe, let me ask you a question about this guy. So it's going to be like, nah, he doesn't do X, Y, and Z great. but you, Or he can say, I told him to do this, and within six months, he fixed it. He's, he's very coachable. He'll eat up everything. He's a film, a gym rat, everything else. And I think that's part of the knowledge that Coach Cristobal keeps surrounding these guys with. Like Don said, I got questions. Well, damn it, who's got the answers? Go to the answer man. And, Go and, to the answer man. Mm -hmm. And you, you take Alonzo. How about this side of it? A lifetime in the National Football League as a scout. Yeah. You want to talk about facilities and what somebody has and somebody doesn't have? You want to talk about the about assistant coaches that he's met on the road when something comes available, if you need something? The wealth of information that he brought to this program is priceless, and he does bring that hurricane intensity. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. I mean, yesterday at practice, we're standing next to him, and uh, I believe it was Rooster. Rooster breaks a nasty run and then stops. Uh -uh. Yeah, like, you know, five yards short of where he should have. Uh -uh. And Zoe just comes off the sideline. Finish that run, young man. Finish that run like you're running a game. I was like, woo, times have changed, baby. And then the <laughs> next play, Rooster took Finish. it all away. And that's the little things that we mentioned earlier, accountability. All of these guys in here are going to hold these young men accountable, and it's just going to raise their play. All right, Christy, I want to thank you for uh, taking some time here with us. Uh, you can find Christy's work on MiamiHurricanes.com and her fine work on our pregame show as well. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Let's get of going. Of course. Uh, you can get out there and get some autographs, all right, because the uh, autograph booths are open. The uh, building is open here. We are coming to you live from Canes Fest at the Carol Sofer Indoor Practice Facility. It's a beautiful afternoon out here. Please come out and uh, say hello to us here and enjoy the festivities. We're going to talk to University of Miami Athletic Director Dan Radakovich. That is coming up next.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Time for more Canes football talk from Canes Best 2022. Listen to Miami Hurricanes games here. AM 560 Sports, WQAM, FM 99.9 HD2, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back inside the Carol Sofer Indoor Practice Facility, coming to you live here from Canes Fest on the campus of the University of Miami. Our entire broadcast crew is uh, is here today. I'm Danny Rabinowitz. My pregame co-host Brian Monroe is here. Don Bailey Jr. is here. Josh Darrow uh, was here with us earlier. Our engineer today, of course, John Bryant. Of course, it's John Bryant. Uh, he is here uh, with us as well. Danny Garcia back in the studio. Victor Bermudez is uh, here with us today as well. And we are uh, just getting set now to be joined by the athletic director of the University of Miami, Dan Radakovich, as uh, once again coming to you live here from Canes Fest at the Carol Sofer Indoor Practice Facility. 
and uh, Mr. Radakovich is uh, is ready to go here. So we'll welcome uh, welcome aboard here. Thank you for taking the time with us. Appreciate it. Well, it's good to be here. What a nice afternoon and. You know, utilizing this facility uh, like we're doing right now for this type of an event, really great, really great. Yeah, I mean, the, the atmosphere here today has been has been electric, and, and all the fans starting to uh, file in, and and just the the feeling around this football program and everything that you and, and Mario have have brought to this program so far this season and coming into this season, it just you feel it, you feel the change and and the excitement I think from the community. Well, I appreciate you saying that. You know, up to this point in time, it's Mario, his staff, and everybody bringing a lot of the student athletes together and getting these young men ready for this season. I mean, it's a it's a 12 month a year kind of a job, and you know, we're getting now to the point where where he uh, and the student athletes have an opportunity to show their wares. You know, they can they can in a couple of weeks they'll have an opportunity to show everybody about the hard work that they've done. But departmentally. You know, we have a lot of really good folks here. I mean, our marketing staff has worked together to put this event on. Uh, that's that's an important piece to outreach the community because, you know, hurricane football needs to have needs people. We need friends. So bring somebody with you to to a ball game because I know it's going to be very entertaining. It's a great stadium to play in, and and we want to make sure that we give our student athletes the environment that's necessary to have uh, have that home home crowd advantage for sure. Dan, the importance of season tickets. I mean, it shows support for the players. It shows support for the coaching staff. shows support for the university. But the more people in that stadium, they make a difference in a ball game. I mean, they really can. There's no question. And, you know, one of the things you learn, well, is you come new to an organization and to a community, you learn a lot during the fall, during your first football season, about how the cadence works, how the people are are involved with the with the university, how the university you know works within their with the football program. So I'm really excited about all of that. But Don, to your point about season tickets, it, it's the bedrock. Okay, you know that that those folks are going to be here, that those dollars are inside the door that you can plan and you can move forward because of the season tickets. So we just encourage people to do that because that gives us a better platform to be able to move forward. Miami's always been great. It's been an incredible city. Even back when I was a student here and worked here, if there was a huge opponent and a big game, the people came. But we need to make sure that we can do that plus make sure that everybody continues to have uh, each, you know, during the week when maybe we're playing – not uh, a ranked opponent, but the Hurricanes are ranked. So come see that ranked opponent, the seven, Hurricanes. Seven times a year is what we're we're asking for at, at Hard Rock, right? I mean, exactly. That, seven Saturdays or seven days seven days a year to come support a head coach that was born and raised here, played here, and everything, and all these players that go with it. I don't think it's asking too much. Well, there's a, you know it's it, it's funny because I've been back here now seven months, and and there have been Saturdays when I've been up in my office. And it's a beautiful day outside, and I'm like, well, you know, it'll be like that next week too. So let me get what I get. <laughs> let me get done what I need done this week, and maybe I'll enjoy some of the weather next week. But to your point of seven Saturdays, yeah. we we need to have them. That's we need right. to have them exactly. And you know, like you said, you're back home. Welcome back home. You know, we we're happy to have you here. You know, you can't you came from Clemson, being at the highest level. What are the differences, or what is the challenge from going to a college town to like a city of the Miami? Well, it, there, there's, it's a great question, and you know, I, I'd worked for a while at Georgia Tech, which is obviously in the middle of the city of Atlanta, 
Um, so a lot of lessons learned there that you can bring here. Uh, but, you know, Clemson, it, it was the upstate part of South Carolina. It was dominant. You know, there was not a whole lot else to do there. When those, uh, when those football Saturdays came about, it was like everybody just, the magnet just drew them to that area. And they, they had some success, you know, over the last few years. So uh, people started to get used to that, and, and it became a happening. And that's really what we have to be able to do here. The, the success that I know that we're going to have as a program is going to bring back what had been here many, many years ago. Because now you have folks that were students here that are now have their children and maybe even grandchildren in there uh, because of the timing and say, hey, come and do this because it was really fun for me. And I want to be able to show you what it was like when the University of Miami was great. And you know, we want to make sure to expose, expose a new generation uh, to that. University of Miami Athletic Director Dan Radakovich here with us on WQAM. I, I wanted to ask you about the staff that this football program has assembled. And, and obviously you have Mario Cristobal up top, but to me it, it's the rest of the staff that's such a key to this program's success. And you have so many great coaches here now that, that really can lead these, these student athletes. And not only that, but, you know, we were just talking about it, the, the resources that these players have. You can go and speak to Alonzo Highsmith or you can go and speak to Jason Taylor and get that advice. And I just think the staff that's been assembled here and that commitment that uh, the university has made is, is just going to be such a difference maker. Well, let's start with the commitment from the university, you know, from President Frank to the Board of Trustees to Rudy Fernandez, Joe Echeverria, Jackie Travisano, all the people who are in the upper administration have just done such a great job in saying, okay, it, it's, it's our time. It, it's athletics' time to be able to get some, of those, uh, get some of those resources from the institution. And I think Mario's done a really good job of making sure that uh, he's utilizing them in the right way. The coaches, I mean, I've been around – you know, college athletics for a while, so I get to see old friends like Charlie Strong, like Kevin Steele. I mean, people who I've worked with for you know, at other places, uh, and I just know that they're incredible coaches. But you talked about Jason Taylor and, of course, Alonzo uh, being here as well. I mean, those are those are really great resources for student athletes to go and see. Um, I, I think it was um, really important. You have you have your ten coaches and and your head coach. But it's the support staff around them because you have 120-some-odd student-athletes. And not everybody's going to want to talk to their position coach, but they need to have someone who they feel close to. So when you look at your recruiting staff, when you look at your player development staff, the, your analysts, having people who can have those connections with the student-athletes, that becomes a really positive thing. You mentioned resources, and it looks like the University of Miami is giving Mario all the resources he needs to be successful. And one of those things is facilities. We hear all these whispers about what's coming, what's not. You know, take us behind closed doors. Can you give us a little bit of what might be coming for the future for the football program and all of athletics? Well, I think that from a football perspective, and, and one of the things we want to be able to do is build the forever home of University of Miami football. And that is one of the places like you see at other schools that we hope to get to that level. The Alabamas, the Georgias, the Clemsons, the Tennessees, the LSUs, Texas A&M, all those places that we're going to compete against. And even in this state, Florida State and, and, and Florida, we need a dedicated facility you know, just for football. And that's one of the things that we're driving towards right now. Uh, we need to continue to make advancements in the facilities that we have to make sure that they stay in the great, in the great shape that we're in, like the SOFR Center that we're in right now. 
uh, it's just a phenomenal facility, but we need to continue to make sure that it's relevant and the things around it, our weight rooms, our training areas. So all of those things are kind of housed inside the, the forever home of, of University of Miami football. But then what that's going to do is that's going to free up other areas within our athletic program to make some of our other programs better. Uh, we're doing some things over in basketball for men's and women's basketball that, that will help them from a strength uh, training area and a medical training area that are important for them. And certainly over at, at the uh, baseball stadium, Alex Rodriguez Park, Market Light Field, there's some things going on over there as well. So we need to be able to continue to do those kind of things for all of our student athletes. But let's not make uh, make no mistake, the, the, the big thing that we've got to take care of is our football program, yes. and that's that's really where we our, our focus is uh, for, the next, for the next few years to try to get that taken care of. And, Dan, when you do that, the exposure that you get nationally, it, you, you can't even put a number on it, can you? I no, mean, when, you, when this place is clicking – it's well, priceless. Just look at the um, just look at the last few months and how the University of Miami's name has been vaulted into you know a, 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 a area of relevance within our conference. Well, right. it's Clemson, yeah, but there's great brands at Miami and at North Carolina, Virginia Tech, and when you look at the last few years, Miami really hasn't been at that level but we're being talked about that way because of the great work of mario his staff and the student athletes and the investment that the university made so now we have to make sure we stay in that conversation we stay in that conversation the atlantic coast conference um, is better when the university of miami football program is at its at its peak and and that's what's really important it's better from a television perspective it's better from a marketing perspective so we have to hold up our end of the bargain and, and we want to make sure that we do that. And I couldn't be more excited about the season that's coming up. I mean, we start with Bethune-Cookman and then Southern Miss, and then we take that trip to College Station, and that's going to be, you know, I've been there before for a football game. Um, Pretty neat it, place. It is. Heard it's it, nuts. It is really. <laughs> it, it, it's yeah. one of the great environments in college football. And, and what the traditions, you talk about great traditions that we have here at Miami. But you also have that at places like Texas A&M. So for our student athletes and, and the fans that come on that trip to experience that, I mean, it's just it, it's what college football is all about. University of Miami Athletics Director Dan Radakovich here with us. Um, just to ask you about this quickly, it's been kind of a crazy, uh, crazy summer in, in college athletics as a whole, right? I mean, teams are, are moving all over the place. You talk about all the, the upgrades and everything that goes on here. How important is it really, you mentioned, I, I think, to keep pace with other schools because of the fact that it, it seems like there's there's been a lot of, you know, switching and, and different stuff, and you want to stay uh, on top and, and make sure that you're positioned properly for the future, right? Well, one of the things that we have to do is because of the, the contractual circumstance with the ACC and our grant of rights, you know, the ACC is probably the most stable conference of, of, of all of the major conferences. And we need to be able to continue to move forward and make it better, okay? We need to, as I said earlier, Miami being better is going to help the ACC be better. But we've also got to continue to, from a sponsorship perspective, from a dollar and cent perspective, you know, get more dollars back to the institutions. So, I mean, that's part of what Jim Phillips, our commissioner, is looking to do. Uh, so we'll, we'll leave that to Jim, and, and we'll help him any way that we, we can. Uh, but there are opportunities for our conference because of the stability that we have that the Big 12 maybe doesn't have, that the Pac-12 or Pac-10 maybe doesn't have. Certainly the SEC and Big 10 have it, and they're on their, 
their roads right now. We have to make sure that we stay relevant, and we stay relevant as a, as a league. And, but more importantly, day-to-day, we've got to make sure that the University of Miami is in a spot to stay in those conversations that we've vaulted into over the last few months with the great work that Mario has done. When you think about this program today and college football today, can you give any kind of forecast of what college football is going to be? You could do that for so many years, and, and, and really I'm expecting the answer is there's no way to predict anything. Well, I think that there's a couple of things that I think will happen in college football. I mean, certainly name, image, and likeness has become a, a really big thing for our, our players, and, and that's, that's a good thing. That's a good thing that they have an opportunity to um, create some revenue because, you know, at the end of the day, you see all those young men over there. They all think they're going to the NFL, but, you know, math tells you that that's not the case. Cool. So let's make sure that they take an opportunity right now in, in this community, which is fantastic, to be able to monetize that so that when they do graduate, if they don't go to the NFL, they have something to start off their life with, which is, I think, you know, just really important and, and, and uh, fabulous. But college football in general, yes, we're going to. I, I firmly believe that the college football playoff will expand past the four teams. Whether it goes to eight, to twelve, to sixteen, I'm not 100 percent sure. That'll be something that's that's done over the next next uh, few months, maybe a year maximum. But it's going to give more opportunities for student athletes and and universities to be in the hunt for that national championship. So I think that'll be a that'll be a big part as well. So you know, name, image, and likeness. Expanding the college football playoff, I mean, those are all things that are going to change how college uh, football is played. But at the end of the day, we want to make sure that we keep it safe uh, for the student athletes, that they get an opportunity to you know, get that degree, which is always um, the most important thing that we do uh, as, as athletic administrators and coaches, is these young men and young women throughout our entire program, whatever the sport, that they leave with a degree. And that's one of the – we try to keep the main thing the main thing. And, and that's the main thing. Yeah, just to follow up really quickly on that, do you feel maybe moving forward at, at some point when, when you talk about expanding the playoff that there needs to be maybe a little more emphasis on who wins the conference? Should that be as opposed to – like right now, obviously, you have a, a playoff committee that kind of decides. But I've always – you know, me personally, and we spend hours and hours and hours discussing this, you know, on the radio. But – do you think there should be maybe more emphasis on winning your conference and, and maybe conference champions getting an opportunity to play? I think you, we could have a debate for the next six hours on that. He's calling Monday yeah. at 6 a.m. He'll yeah. appreciate that. But, you know, I think that it, it all dep- every year in college football is different. You, could, you, know, you, can't really, you can't really go back into history and say, okay, well, this is really what's allowed us to um, – get to a good point here so there there are years when conference champions being uh selected would be a really good thing there are other years when maybe that's not the case so i I think that that's one of the things that the commissioners and the presidents of the college football playoff committee will really wrestle with and they'll come to a good they'll come to a good answer um because there are um there are multiple answers there um you know, if you're in a conference that has four or five really good teams and you want them to all have an opportunity to play for a championship because they beat each other up in your league, you want the playoff mm-hmm. expanded, and you might not want conference champions there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we'll see where that we'll see where that takes us. That'll be one of the more interesting sidelights of how this all moves forward in the next few years. Go ahead. No, please, Don. So we're 
every every conversation that you have ends up with Notre Dame and at some point being brought up. Where do you where do you see that, and where does it determine where they ultimately end up going? You know, this is one time when I think you do have to look back at history, and I don't know that Notre Dame, you know, from a football perspective or even as an athletic department, has seen money be the driver in decisions that they've made over the years. I mean, you know, I don't know exactly how long it's been, but it's probably been within the last 10 years that they actually have a video board at, at, at Notre Dame Stadium. They didn't have that for a long time because they didn't want to commercialize it. You know, Notre Dame is, is an anomaly. They're a national program. Uh, they're bound by contract that if they do join a conference, it will be the ACC. Uh, so we'll see what they want to do. But they have a very different uh, thought process. We have five games with them, you know, as, as a member or as a, you know, a, an adjunct with the ACC. So that's good for, for our, our schools. I mean, you know, when Notre Dame comes down to play Miami, I bet you there won't be a seat to be had. That's right. Um, so it's, it's, it's good for the league. It's good for Notre Dame. But they're different. They're, um, you know, we, we look at tissues coming out of a box and nobody calls it that. They call it Kleenex. They're the Kleenex of, of, of college football. Right. You know, they are a brand unto themselves. All right, Dan, I got to ask you this before we uh, let you go here because, I, you know, I get to do the basketball games with Joe Z, so I got to ask you about our basketball programs. And the uh, I know we're here for football. <laughs> it's okay. I know. But it's okay. Listen, Alex told me practice starts in a few weeks. I, I, just, I have to ask him about this because yes, it's, it's already in my mind. Um what have you seen from the success that both programs had and, and the NCAA tournament appearances? And obviously the recruiting has been has been there uh, for both the men's and women's programs. I'm just curious what, what you've seen, kind of the fallout of the success from, from last season and now carrying over to this season. Well, I went over and watched practice. I think it was maybe about 10 days ago, uh, both the men's and women's. Women went early and then the guys went a little later. So I went over to um, both practices. And at the, um, at the end of one of the women's practices, one of the players came over and, uh, you know, Carla, uh, our point guard from Croatia, kind of came over and she goes, uh, Mr. Dan, we're going to be pretty good. Uh, <laughs> That's a good sign. <laughs> and I said, okay, all right, I'll take that. And then I watched the guys play about two or three hours later and they were just phenomenal. They play so well together, and, and they have such a good chemistry. Jordan, Isaiah, you know, the, mm -hmm. you know Nigel, the new, new uh, uh, addition. It's just, uh, it, it's just really nice to be able to see um, those student athletes come together. Um, they're excited about playing with one another. The new women's players, the new uh, men's players. I have great hopes for uh, this upcoming season. It's going to be a lot of fun in, in the Watsco. So as a shameless plug, make sure you get your season tickets <laughs> for the right. men's 1 go canes 1-800-GO-CANES. Get your season tickets for basketball. There's going to be some, some really great games played this year. Dan, we spent a lot of time with, uh, with you today, the last six months, talking about Mario Cristobal and his staff. How about your coaching staff as far as head coaches go at the University of Miami? You know, you, Katie and your track and your tennis and uh, the dive. It, it's endless with, with the great coaches that you have in place at the University of Miami for these student athletes. My predecessors did a really good job of, of picking some really great coaches. Um, you know, certainly um, Katie and Jim in basketball. Amy won a championship That's right. in, in track and field this year. You know, Paige is just a phenomenal women's tennis coach really excited about that we brought we've brought in um a new women's golf coach uh janice olivencina and she is 
just hit the ground running. She is going to do a great job. And a new rowing coach, uh, James Mulcahy from the University of Alabama. So we're excited about giving them the opportunity to make their mark here at the University of Miami. But really great coaches. And, and again, Don, not outside of the staff, but my, my administrative staff that I have here led by Jen Strawley is just top notch. I mean, Jen, uh, Craig Anderson, uh, Jason Layton, the kind of the, 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 uh, the deputies that we have here are really, really good and, and, and uh, have the ability here to think differently, which is what you have to do administratively now. You have to be able to think differently because you can't do what, you, what, what was done before. The rules have changed. The atmosphere has changed. So uh, we've got to have new ideas, and those three are really three of the best that I've been around to be able to help generate those ideas. All right, Dan, before we let you go, I just I wanted to ask you if people want to get involved. They, they love what they're hearing here, and they, they think, you know, everything's heading in the right direction. How do people get involved with the program? Well, I think, it, you know, first, first order of business, since we're so close to the uh, football season, is to buy those season tickets if you haven't had that, have them yet. You know, 1-800-GO-CANES. We have the Hurricane Club, our annual fundraising or organization. Give the, the Hurricane Club a call. Uh, there, if people are here and they want to come on over to this event, you know, come on over. We have some time uh, left uh, this afternoon. But just come on over to the Hecht Athletic Center. Go down, see the folks at the Hurricane Club or the ticket office, and, and just get involved. I think that that's, uh, that's a great way to go about doing it. Visit our website. It's just we try to make it easy. We try to make it easy for people to get involved through those, uh, through those uh, venues. Well, Dan, thank you so much for the time. We really, really appreciate it. Awesome stuff. What an event here today uh, inside of this beautiful indoor practice facility. Uh, thank you for the time. Really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate All right. it. University appreciate of Miami you, Athletic Director Dan Radakovich with us. We'll take a pause. We're coming to you live here from Canes Fest on WQAM. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Let's get back to Canes Fest and a look at the 2022 Miami Hurricanes football team on the home of UM football. AM 560 Sports, WQAM, FM 99.9 HD2, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back inside the Carol Sofer Indoor Practice Facility here on the campus of the University of Miami. We are coming to you live here from Canes Fest. It is a Busy, busy time now here as uh, everyone is uh, filing into the uh, the indoor practice facility here. And uh, autograph signings are going on. Everything is happening here. We're going to have some player interviews coming your way uh, in the 2 o'clock hour. We'll take you up till 3 o'clock here today. Uh, Danny Rabinowitz and Brian Monroe, we are your pregame crew for this season and a big part, maybe the most important part, of our uh, <laughs> of our pregame show. And I, I say that with, with all respect to Victor. Uh, Victor Bermudez is uh, is here with us. Uh, Vic, man, oh man, the the excitement that uh, that we're seeing here is uh, something that uh, we certainly haven't felt uh, in a little while. And Mario Cristobal, obviously up top, 
and then it, it, the trickle down really for me is is, is the assistance from there and, and then into the, the players of course but Vic from Mario down to the assistants, the staff that this university has assembled, uh, second to none. It's impressive. Um, and, and look, for me, every year is exciting. Every year it's an opportunity to return home. Um, every know, everyone knows what, what, you know, what I do for a living, the, the television side. But this is what gave me my break. This is what, what means uh, the most to me. Radio, the Miami Hurricanes broadcast, and every year is exciting, but this year, it just seems a bit different. Yeah. It, it, you feel the difference. You feel how special it is. It's just you can't – it can't get here soon enough. September 3rd is, is right around the corner, but I, I wish it was tomorrow. And, and look at this. Look at the turnout that Mario Cristobal has here at the University of Miami because it's impressive what he's done from the moment he stepped foot through these doors uh, once again and, and returned home to what we're seeing today. It's um, – you're feeling it. It's – Miami's different because of Mario Cristobal, and I can't wait for September 3rd. I can't wait, wait to start seeing the results. Uh, you know, we just had um, Athletic Director Dan Radakovich on with us, Brian, and, you know, I, I think Dan is the, is the real deal, and it, it's so important. You know, we talked a little bit about realignment with him, and, you know, obviously there's not a whole lot that, you know, is to be said for, for him right now, and, you know, the situation is what it is for Miami at the moment. They are in the ACC, and... The ACC is stable because of the uh, the TV contracts that they have. But, Brian, we all know that things are, are shifting. And, you know, who knows where everyone's going to end up in, in, you know, tomorrow, next week, you know, two years, three years. Who knows, right? But the one thing that's really important is that Miami is positioning themselves along with the rest of the top of the programs. And it's not just, you know, hey, Miami the brand. It, it's Miami now, Miami the facilities. And, and soon enough, Brian, it's going to be Miami the on-field product, which is really going to be most important. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't bring in two better one-two punch when it came to having a head coach opening for football and an opening for athletic director. You, you know, I think people, a lot of, you know, opposite schools laughed at us when, oh, yeah, we're going to get the Clemson AD and then we're going to get Mario Cristobal who's done it at a high level. And uh, Yeah, 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 right, Miami's going to do that. Miami has facilities for that or the funds for that. Well, guess what? We do, and we're here. And when you look at it, you, you see that everyone always says, well, you know, Miami hasn't been great for 20 years. You guys aren't relevant. Well, they just did a study from all these different recruits on brands, and I believe Miami was number eight out of all the different recruits that are right now. Not the old guys like me. Recruits right now. So if you talk about relevance to college football, this logo holds weight. Well, I remember, you know, it was, it was funny. I remember looking at – um, our, our listening audiences, the year where we beat Notre Dame in, in that game. In 2017? Yeah, my, I, my brain is foggy, but yeah, 20, that's what I'm here 2017. For. I, I, I was yeah, there. That's, that why, was, that was a great that's why Vic is here. That's why the pregame show sounds good. <laughs> I, I, learned, don't remember, I, I don't remember anything he tells me. I so, learned a few things from Josie. But, Vic, you go back to 2017 and remember those games, and I just remember looking at our listening audience. Back to back for those games, games. Virginia Tech, yeah, Notre I mean, Dame. Set, it was and, insane. And I'll go a bit further. 2018, the 23-point comeback against Florida State. Yeah. That, I, I understand the Orange Bowl. I get all that. Hey, I love the Orange Bowl. You played at the Orange Bowl. I get all that. But I do believe Hard Rock Stadium can be something special. Kirk Herbstreit, before he went on his rant the, the pre, um, last year, was saying how on, in that game, on that Notre Dame game, at, leading into halftime, this is a true home field advantage. I truly 
believe Hard Rock Stadium this year will be something to mess with because the fan base, the season ticket sales, the turnout you're seeing, this is for real, and you feel it. And I think you're going to see that September 3rd, and, and I think you're going to see that for not just the, the big games that are on the, on the home schedule. I think you're going to see that from the beginning because of just what, what we're mentioning, just the change, the, the, the atmosphere, the, the credibility that he brings, the winning culture, and the fact that he's coming home. Well, you know, you, you mentioned the as a home field advantage, and everyone says, oh, well, hard rock this, hard rock that. And I go, listen, I've been to and played and been a lot involved in a lot of games. I did play at the Orange Bowl. That 2017 Notre Dame game, as, well, as, as far as noise-wise, is in my top three as far as loudest games I've been involved in. I put it at number three. Number two for me uh, was the Orange Bowl, my first game at the Orange Bowl against Florida in 03 when we oh. had that crazy comeback with Hester and everybody else. That's the number two. And then number one was at Death Valley where the damn field was shaking because it was just crazy. But number three is that 2017 t- uh, game against Notre Dame. We literally have a home field advantage. We do. When we pack that thing out, that sound in that stadium is amazing. And like you mentioned, we did back-to-back. Virginia Tech and all those blacks when it was like us 17 versus 19. Yep. All of a sudden we get catapulted. Now we're playing the number two team in America. No one gives us a shot. Game day's on campus. It's buzzing in the air. Next thing you know, turn over here, pick six of the house before the half. Ooh. I mean, the Notre Dame fans covering their ears. That's how loud it was. And you know what? I'm with you. I think and there's going to be more of a buzz coming into this year in the early games. And uh, as Don Bailey Jr. Uh, join, rejoins us here, taking more pictures than Tyler Van Dyke today with, uh, with fans, um, <laughs> as, um, as he rejoins us here, you ready? <laughs> you know, Don, look, I, I, th- I think it's obvious, and I think I'm sure Mario knows this and, and Dan knows this, this is a town that wants a winner. It, it, it's, that, it's that kind of town. It's... They want a winning product, and when you start to win, the fans will come, and Mario has this thing on the right track to start to build a winner here, and I think they're, they're going to have a successful season. I know you said you wanted to wait till, till camp to, to oh, get to all that, win. but I think they're going to have a great season, but you can see it, I and mean, you can see with the recruits coming in the following year. You it's can gonna see that they're getting here. it there. It's going to happen, But right? this is a town that loves a winner. They, we know of, that. Of course they do, but... You can love a winner, but you also have to help the winner. Yes. Yes. You have this is this is not just Mario Cristobal's job or Dan Radakovich's <laughs> job. This is if you're a Miami fan, your obligation is to support this. You're you have an obligation to help make this place great. And how do you do that? First of all, like you said, why isn't every week Notre Dame week? There's seven. Seven shots a year. That's what you get that come support a head coach that was born and raised here, that's brother played here, that won national championships here, to, and support this football team seven times on a Saturday. That's it, whether it's a day or night. I don't know. But you that is something that has to be done, and that's how you, as a fan or you a supporter, can make sure that the job gets finished. Mm-hmm. Because you can't just give somebody, oh, they're obligated. He's under contract. No. This is about all of us. And that 70,000 people that turned out against Notre Dame, if it was against Florida State or if it was against Virginia Tech or if it was against Georgia Tech, it makes a difference. It makes a difference for our football team. When I say our, it's 
If you're a Hurricane fan, it's our football team. Have you been surprised? I, I was meaning to ask you this earlier, Don. You know, Mario seems how, – how long was he – he hasn't been here a year. It's, what is it, six oh, months? December. 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 Nine months. Six, Eight seven months. months. <laughs> are, are you shocked with how quickly he's – gotten this thing to where it is now no. with the top 10 recruiting no. class does no. it because to me it's amazing how quickly he's gotten to work I'm not shocked at all because I followed his career and I've known him since he was here as a player I'm not shocked I'm not shocked and, and you know what America's not shocked mm-hmm. they know they know what was coming when coach Cristobal came here this is not this is not an accident this didn't just happen Mario Cristobal has been on this trajectory since before he got here as a football player. You talk to him. This was in his plan. You know what it's, it has impressed me most, Don, is his patience because this is an impatient fan base. This fan base is antsy. They're starving for a winner. They don't give – this town doesn't give people much time. And I remember January, February, March – Where's our OC? Who's our next DC? <laughs> no. And Mario was I, like, oh, no. and it's funny you bring that up. And I remember that what? too. Man. And Mario was like, relax. Relax. Knows we'll figure what it he's out. doing. Yeah. Leave and him it alone. Seemed, by the seems way, like he knows what he's doing, right? By the way, like, did you see the Where were those same people, by the doing. way, when they got Gaddis? Where were those same people? I didn't see any of them. Any of them. <laughs> well, they, they, they didn't like, have anything to say. They went like this off their Twitter. Let me get out of this Twitter yeah, real quick. But listen. Mario doesn't have an OC. The guys he flipped in December with two coaches? Him yeah. and Maribel and Dennis, and that's it. That's all they had. B, you bring up a great point. He basically signed a class with him and Coach Maribel. That's it. That's all they did. Just Period. those guys. They went from a 50s, mm-hmm. 60s class to a top 15 class with two coaches and no coordinators named or position coaches named. So you tell me what it's going to be like in the next year and the following and the following and the following. Guys, this is this is why you have to take everything away from the opponents. You gotta fill hard rock. You can't. You gotta take away that ammunition. Oh, that. Uh, you, you, how many people are gonna be? You get, well, you know how many people are gonna be? Well, we're gonna sell as many tickets as we can because we got the greatest fans in the world. We'll prove you're the greatest fans in the world by coming and supporting this football team. Just put the effort in that these coaches and Coach Cristobal is putting in. All right, you can visit MiamiHurricanes.com, get all set up with season tickets for this season, which starts in uh, less than four weeks. And we are here. We, football season is here. And we are live at Canes Fest, coming to you from the Carroll Sofer Indoor Practice Facility. Thank you to Victor Bermudez, our executive producer for Miami Hurricanes Game Day, stopping by here with us. By the way, it's 28 days. We're 28 days away. That's again. That's why we have that's him. Why, here. That's why you're the guy. That's why, that's why we. Uh, this is the second here. time. That's he's, why. That's he's why you're the that. guy. Yeah, second time he's done that. <laughs> um, we're gonna take a quick pause. We're gonna have some of our players stop by and uh, chat with us here in the next hour. So uh, plenty more to come here live from Canes Fest on WQAM. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.